Alright, so everyone, this is Matt James Sanchez. We just did another episode of Tea with Tom and we just kind of talked about, I guess, kind of going from the Marine Corps to real estate and kind of how things are different, change, and mm-hmm. yeah, here we go. On with the show. Love is love. Love is love. Alright, episode two of Tea with Tom. I'm here with Matthew James Sanchez, who is a realtor and photographer here in town. All right? Yep. That's me. All right, dude. How's it going? How's business? We were just talking about photography off oh. camera a little bit, but you said it's going good? Yeah. It's actually it's going really good. Cool. Yeah. So what kind of photography do you usually do? I do a little bit of everything. What happens to come most, I'd say is honestly real estate and i think mm-hmm. that's just because i'm in real estate and yeah. when i first started doing it doing photography that is <clears throat> when i was in real estate i noticed a lot of agents didn't have people that took good photos mm-hmm. and i'd already done photography previously so learning how to do it on homes wasn't much harder so now that i've gained most of my client base for realtors and stuff like that i usually do that more but everything else is starting to catch up so portrait photography and everything like that were you doing photography while you're in the marine corps yeah. You were doing it too? No, I wasn't getting paid for it. That no. was just more hobby <laughs> style. So Just taking pictures of guys in the barracks? or <laughs> <laughs> That comes off a little different. No. I mean, honestly, like I when I had the camera at the time, it was quite nice because, I mean, you just did whatever you wanted. And, you know, Marines do a lot of dumb shit. So, so um, you had that. I get to do all the pictures of all stuff like that. And then when we travel and go overseas, it's like the best opportunity. So I might not have the best camera at the time, but it allowed me to take pictures of everything that was around. And I still had the cell phone, too, I took pictures with. Dude, that's one thing I wish I did a lot more of. Taking photos in? Well, when I, I mean, taking photos, videos yeah. of anything, because I was just like looking back on it. I think even Memorial Day, which was just this past weekend, I was like looking through it. I was like, shit, like I got nothing. Yeah. I mean, my friends always talk about that, how we wish we took more photos or videos, even just dumb things or just every day, just like. I'd say it also goes deep, like, once you're out of the Marine Corps, you realize, like, a lot of the good times that you have and how you wish you'd saved some of those moments, kind of like what you're saying. So it was quite nice, even though I didn't get them all. I still, I made sure to, like, when I had my cell phone out there, I should have brought more memory cards. Mm -hmm. But, like, I filled up that memory card and I didn't have a way to offload it like we were in the Philippines or anything so I ended up filling that one up. I had to be very careful which ones I kept but now looking back on it like I have those few memory cards still to this day and I keep them separate from everything else. That's like my extra database now I can offload it onto my backups but I am very happy that I can look off of those even like some of the stupidest things we took pictures of but it's crazy like looking at one picture like some of them I had just reopened them a few weeks ago and I know some of them I haven't seen since I've been there. Yeah. And the one picture instantly sets off a memory that you memorize, or not memorize, but remember a whole story behind it that you completely forgot about. Like all those feelings and everything just yeah. kind of like brings you back to reminisce yep. of it. Yeah. I'm, when did you join? Did you also join when you were like me? Like I was straight out of high school, 17. Oh, yeah. I'd say right after high school is about almost a year after. I had a lot of other things going on at the time. I had left the house I had grown up in and moved into a different house and was with that family. And actually, I wasn't supposed to go into the Marines at first. It was supposed to be uh, the Navy. Oh, really? How would yeah. you get into the Marines? Um, so I was actually going to go in for the SEALs, and that didn't work out well in the Connecticut area. So I guess you could say I just got mad and ended up <laughs> going. Like, 
it's getting into the seals is a little bit different i can only speak for connecticut at the time but um so you do kind of like when you go into what am i thinking when you go and talk to a recruiter and things like that they actually link you up with either an x seal or something like that and it's like a side it's completely different mm -hmm. so you'll train with them and they'll help train with you for a month two months whatever to help get you so you can better chance of getting in and they kind of evaluate you and that's they'll evaluate you across the board let's say if it's like seal swick and i think it's um air rescue swim or something like that all their mm -hmm. special operations and at the time for the district they break up connecticut in um the district for seals was full but swick was open and i guess you could say i was younger and dumber and just more egotistical and decided to get pissed off that i couldn't go in for seals because it was full so i just <laughs> went and said fuck it you know go into the marine corps it can't be that hard and I'd say I went in one weekend and talked to the recruiter and he was joking around saying, you know, I, I guess like they always say, you know, how soon would you like to get out of here? I was like, I'll leave tomorrow if I can. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had spent all this time training up with them. And he turns around and he goes, all right, well, I can have you out of here by like next week. And I was like, all right, let's go. And he goes, wait, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll do it. Like, I'll leave as soon as possible. And he goes, well, we're going to have to do like, you know, your little PFT, the half run and all that stuff. And. I blew it out of the water and it did very well and i was gone by next week really yeah that quick did yep. you send an open contract or did you just yep i went and open and then that's how you got into infantry yep i got <laughs> in and of course at boot camp then you know he goes you know you look really good you probably do pretty good in infantry i was like shoot i don't care because i was thinking like i was gonna go like force recon or something not knowing anything about the marine corps obviously mm -hmm. i was like mm -hmm. maybe you could push it i didn't know if you get into the fleet then you have to go but they're like well if you go infantry you got a good chance of getting into it i was like shoot i don't care let's go then i got into the marine corps and i was in there for about four years and and then you got out then you stay in lejeune yeah <laughs> yeah i would say it was Thank God I did do a lot of, the, like, the physical training with the guys that I did because we had an ex-seal, and I think we had someone from SWIC, and the rest of them were just, I mean, I really know too much of their backgrounds, but the ex-seal was very interesting, and, they, I mean, they worked the freaking hell out of you. So going, transitioning into, like, I mean, boot camp, everything else was, I mean, I hate to say it was really cakewalk because people get butthurt. Like, I understand oh. a lot of people have hard times with it because they haven't done anything, but... The difference between the drill instructors coming down on you and this dude coming down, you know, two different scaries. Like, he can get mm -hmm. into your head. The other people can't. So, Dude, I'll be honest. I yeah. loved boot camp. Even when I was there. Yeah. The only thing that I loved about it was just the consistency. Yeah. Like, I literally knew I was going to get breakfast, lunch, and dinner mm -hmm. every day. And I was like, I was like, this is cake. Like, I'd say like I literally know where my next meal is coming yep. from. Like, and I'm not saying anything. It's my parents. So, I'm just saying, yeah. like. You know, I didn't have that type of consistency growing up. Yeah. So just knowing that, like, every day I'm doing the same shit, more or less. Guaranteed, too. Yeah. I'd say when it came to that, like, physical, physically everything was easy on that. I'd say mm -hmm. if you're going in, people ask me, like, what was the hardest thing that you do with it? I'd say, like, honestly, just fucking people screaming all the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the hardest thing. It's just, like, annoying. Yeah. Incredibly annoying. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. You're grown at 18, you're an adult, but it's just like, I mean, depending on the lifestyle you have, um, if you're more independent and then going back and you now you just have someone screaming at you. Well, I do love the consistency. I did love that because you, what you're going to do exactly how it's going to happen. And there was no question if it was going to happen. Yeah. But like, I was like, oh, fuck, man, I just woke up. Why are we screaming? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's lunchtime. Why are we screaming or we're going to bed? Why are you screaming at me before we're going to bed? But I mean, I get why they do it, but yeah. I'd say like that was, it was just more annoying. 
but it does some people need it like because some people have oh dude there were definitely that. kids there was a kid yeah. who we literally had to like pick up and dress one day we still talk yeah. about it to this day like he was a kid from my hometown who mm-hmm. came to boot camp with me and dude it was the worst experience ever <laughs> being attached to that guy like from the same hometown and then having him yeah. just be this guy we literally had to babysit all the way through i've never had to pick up and actually put on someone else's pants and boots for them before yeah <laughs> so those did. are the type of kids who kind of needed that shit where it was like it's wasn't really meant for the kids who have already been on their own for a while or working is to get those kids who have been living not say with mommy and daddy but you know they've been taken care of pretty well yeah for the majority of their life up until that point they've been coddled big time i dealt with a lot of that even while especially in the fleet um <clears throat> i definitely noticed some big changes like coming out of the marine corps or not coming out of the marine corps coming out of sailing going into the marine corps like you don't realize how freaking dumb like the amount of dumb people there are like mm-hmm. especially once you get in the marine corps then you start to see it because there's so much structure and i mean people like people can't do the simplest things but i guess being in high school and i either i didn't pay attention or just one is wasn't as bad and i'd probably go to say wasn't paying attention but once you get into something that you want to do i was like how do you, how did y'all survive like it, <laughs> like you said he had to put his clothes on and i've seen people have to do that and like i've had i didn't have to put his pants on but i had to pull this dude's freaking socks off because he put them on uh inside out and of course the drill instructor saw it so he told me and i was the guy right next to him and then he was trouble kind of like your guy the whole mm-hmm. time he was just he couldn't do anything right and he made it through obviously but no you, you see stuff like that and like how do, how do you function dude and then when you get to the fleet that guy takes form as someone else takes form as the kid who doesn't shower yes the kid <laughs> doesn't shower he gets into the barracks room and he lives just lives in nastiness and he like he's the guy that you're out in the field with <clears throat> I was in infantry, so he's mm-hmm. the guy you're in the field with, and he doesn't wash himself or anything like that. So he's getting all sorts of sores and stuff all over him, and they're getting infected. And he's always coming out of the field early, or he's always by the docks, and he'll sit there and like, you know, well, well, it's because you're because you're fucking nasty. Like you don't know how to take care. <laughs> you don't know how to take care of yourself, man. And I mean, even boot camp didn't put it through his head, but. You just hope that those guys get weeded out earlier than later. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't dis him as a person is good. Talking yeah. to him like he he might be a genuine person. This guy particularly was. He had a good heart. He's just not someone that should be in that position. It should be yeah. now. Is you'll get people in trouble. Like I don't know if he ever deployed. Once we separate from boot camp, I never really saw him again. He wasn't going infantry. But like if he's deployed out there and something goes down, like if he doesn't go down as a casualty, he will go down from anything from illness or something else that's just another body off the line he'll bring someone else down with them that's yeah. the worst yeah um when did you um when did you join i joined in 13. oh so we joined the same year yeah we went to boot camp the exact same year yeah holy shit yeah was, how, uh, how old are you me 26. okay well i turned 25 this year man so we're right next to each other. Yeah. Yep. Right next to each other in age. Yeah. I joined in uh, May. Hmm. Yeah. So May, then you got out 2017. Mm-hmm. And then you got your real estate license. Yep. Now, did you start doing 
paid photography first or did you get your real estate license first? Um, paid photography started last year. I already had my license quite some time before that. So, I mean, yes, to answer your question, I did uh, paid photography after real estate. It was honestly... Um, I was married at the time. Ooh, what a surprise. Marine gets married while he's in. Like, <laughs> and, and, and I wasn't doing myself any favors. I was a statistic on that one big time. Like, didn't know her long. She, I was even smart enough to pick one out of Jacksonville. Like, mm-hmm. pick a Jacksonville <laughs> local. So, yeah, no, I, I was dumb on that part. I'm not saying I was good at everything. I was definitely not the smartest on that. But I was walking out of that and getting ready to get out of there. And I jumped into real estate at the same time, <clears throat> had that going for a while. And then I was like, well, I'm single and I have this place to myself and I have all this time. And I was, I mean, I do go to photography. I hadn't, I wasn't really consistent with it at the time. So I was like, shoot, I, like I said, at the same time, uh, agents need photos. So I was like, at least a minimum, I keep paid for that. And I was like, it, I started looking at cameras and another big factor in that. I was like, I'm not buying one of these cameras without getting paid for it. Because the next step up camera I was looking for, like they're they're not cheap. We're looking into the thousands of dollars just mm-hmm. for the body of the camera without the lens on it. I was like, there's, I mean, in my head, I can't. Like, yes, the person inside of me likes to spend all my money, mm-hmm. love to do it, but I, like the smart side of me, is just no, you gotta, you gotta make some money off of this. I can't <laughs> sit there and say spend all this money on this camera and I don't do anything with it. So yeah, no, I said, well, real estate was the. I'd say the easiest um, excuse for me to get the camera. Yeah. And I did, and it worked out very well. And once I started getting into that, I was like, I mean, I know I can take photos of people. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that. I did a few ones. um, I'd done them before, but, like, the mindset of doing it for a hobby. Like, I've done, um, while I was hobbying, I've done weddings. I've done all sorts of stuff. But now, like, when you're getting paid for it, it's a different ballgame. Like, there's stress added to the situation. There's, at the end of the day, it's like, shoot. If I screw this up, I'm not getting paid. Like, if they're mad about it, like, I just ruined someone's wedding. Or if they're mad about it, like, now your name's out there and you're going to start looking bad. And I've, it's, sometimes you blow it out of proportion a little bit. Like, I've never had a problem in any wedding I've done mm-hmm. with a hobby. I mean, that's just me getting in front of myself at that point. But, no, it's, it's a lot more different. And now I do, it's still fun to me. I still love doing it. But now it's a bigger part of my life for sure. Hmm. So I have to definitely look into a lot more things. I definitely have to learn on the fly and very fast. And I can say that's one thing the Marine Corps gave me that. <laughs> Be able yeah. to learn real quick. Yeah, and I mean, I was always very big at um, being my own person and doing my own thing. And I can definitely say Marine Corps contributed to just when the shit gets really, really, really stupid. I mean, there's nothing you can do but do it. You can don't bitch, but you can bitch while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I've always said the same thing. Like because i don't believe in like not complaining because we all complain of course there's always something to complain about yeah. and if you're someone who's like all right you can like i didn't care yeah. but i did care about the person who would fucking sit in the corner and pout because yes. something wasn't going their way or they wouldn't do something yeah. and it's like like at first i was like i used to bitch a lot like a lot a lot and then mm-hmm. i was like you know what i'm gonna stop this and be more positive and then when i did it i was like Nah. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm going to go back to it because I was actually more productive while I was bitching about yeah. what I was doing for some reason. I don't know. And some people would say maybe that's toxic and maybe they're right. I don't fucking know. But, like, it worked. It worked. I was way more productive when I was just bitching about things. Yeah. And, and I definitely say, like, I try not to bitch too much before I go to do the thing because it kind of just 
bogs your mind and makes mm-hmm. you procrastinate a little bit more. But like if you're doing it, and obviously like, if I get a client in front of me, I'm not bitching about it. <laughs> but like when you're sitting in your head and like under certain uh, situations, like it kind of makes it funny to me. Yeah. Like I mean, I I'm a big people call me out for this all the time. I'm very big. Like I say joke. I laugh at my own jokes all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, uh, my girlfriend right now, she'll sit there and get on me all the time. But I mean, like. I make myself happy. So if I'm laughing at my own jokes and I'm genuinely <laughs> laughing at them, I could care less. If I can generate my own happiness, I, it's much better. It's, it's much better than it coming from her with me relying off that or my best friend or something. But mm-hmm. when we get a bunch of us, especially Marines together, because the Marine Corps is a nice job where you can sit there and bitch out loud unless you have someone higher up around. Most yeah. of the times they don't care. But like then you just kind of all bounce off each other and it's pretty funny. But you always have like the few guys that always bitch before and after and then they'll bitch about the same thing six days after all day. And it's just those are the individuals that kind of bring you down. Yeah, the ones who are going to take the same event for the next week. Yeah, so or they're always playing the victim, and I'm not big with playing the victim. Like I understand, like every not everything we do is the most fun. Mm-hmm. Like yes, you can have the job of your dreams or something, but there's always going to be a situation where like there's always the downside of things or something that you don't quite you know have too much fun with. And I I say go ahead and bitch if you want. Yeah. No, if you're gonna sit there, if it if it stops you from doing the job or pushes it way too far to the right, don't do it. Try to be a little more mentally strong but mm-hmm. if it makes you happy and you laugh at it i mean sure just as long as it doesn't consume you i mean everyone has their own coping mechanism yeah i would rather hear someone i would rather be bitching about my problems than drinking about my problems or yes. smoking about my problems you know yes. or like all that shit yep. instead of doing chemical things i would rather just just sit there and just you know call it childish but i'd rather bitch <laughs> i mean honestly like people look down like oh man you bitch a lot or you do this or you do that and I'm, i get i hate referring or whatever off the marine corps being in it's a cliche around town it's funny because i'll say stuff like that when i'm not in this town like, but, but it is a big part of the culture though yeah, but i've learned a lot like when it comes to bitching like you got your people that are out loud about it and then you got your ones that are more internal about it so people say mm-hmm. oh he never bitches like listen i i you, we ever looked at someone, I say this when it comes to, like, females, like, you ever look at a female and you can tell she's thinking. Like, you can look at her <laughs> face and, like, you can tell she's, the gears are moving in her head. I was like, ah, coming, coming out of the Marine Corps, I can, I can know some people are bitching internally. Like, you look, you just look at their face and you're like, oh, yeah, they are. Like, they've gone yeah, internal. Yeah, like, they're, they're internal. That. Like, they're bitching hard right now. <laughs> Dude, and that was the worst part was, like, yeah. when you go, when you see someone go straight from just, like, complaining all day to then just, like, that quiet just yeah, that stone I mean, face you're yeah. just like oh yeah. you're like oh they've hit it they've hit that point where it's oh, like yeah. and i feel like that's almost worse yes it can be like it's at least funny when they're bitching about yeah. it cuz you make jokes everything mm-hmm. you get it out but then when they just go nothing dead silent you, you see the look in their eyes um they've shut down they they put the stone wall up i've seen it happen from anywhere to new platoon commanders down to uh, Lance Corporals just for like the smallest stuff. And that, you'll start to realize too, like, really, that was your breaking point, man? A cold, <laughs> a cold, raining field out. And like, we're doing uh, like table three, just their own kind of table running with it. And well, table three, uh, what were you when you were in? I was a linguist. Linguist. Did you all ever do table three? That's kind of like, I don't know if it's, I mean, I know as infantry, we always are doing table three, um, but rifle range is table one and two, and then table three is kind of like... The night shoot and, like, close, yeah. 
closer stuff yeah so we did that and it was like two three days long and it was raining the whole time through and it was towards the winter side of north or north carolina from connecticut so usually it's much colder but it does get cold here sometimes so yes it was a bit cold and shitty but like this kid went so internal for it being cold and shit like he threatened to kill himself so he can get pulled out of the field out Jeez. that's how bad he said yeah he goes he just stands up and we we're all sitting there it's like the weirdest thing to me he goes he stands up, he goes, I'm going to shoot myself. And in, in the Marine Corps, I mean, I say in the infantry, try, infantry side, that's not unheard of. Like, people will joke around and say that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we all looked at him and laughed. And then I looked at his face and we all kind of stared at him. We were like, fuck. Like, oh, shit, he's not playing around. Mm-hmm. And we all knew in the back of our head. We had a trend with this kid and he tended to be like this, but never to this extreme. And so he got pulled out. And he actually, he, he got charged pretty hard and uh, forced out of the Marine Corps for it for good reason, you know, just saying you're going to kill yourself to get out of a field off. I mean, we're all in it together. It sucks yeah. to suck, but you pick the job that you're in. And I'll tell that to people all day, every day. But no, like shutting down over something so small, I guess oh, you get the bleeding hearts and saying, well, it wasn't so small to him, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I try not to play that too much. I remember the one day we all kind of went internal in my platoon because they um had there had been like back and forth of whether we were gonna you know um stay deployed on the sp magtaf or not you know and but then we had like two months last two months like hey guys we're leaving on this date we're leaving on this date and it was maybe three or four weeks before we were supposed to come home and you know they're like hey guys everyone um get to the skiff which is you know the big which is where we worked out of the skiff is you know where all the I guess secrets are the intel. A lot of the intel guys were hanging out. Oh, yeah. So we all go in there and we're all like, okay, what's the news? You know, maybe we got a mission or something cool. Or maybe Sergeant Major has something up his ass right now and we're going to be informed of it. (laughs) And they told everyone, they were like, so we're going to be here for another three months. And everyone was just like, ah, whatever, like joking. Mm -hmm. And then like our lieutenants, like, no, like I'm not fucking around. Like, we're staying here, guys. And everyone just went like, okay. And just walked out. Everyone went straight to the the PX on base, bought as much beer and alcohol as they could. And then just, like, the hallway was just, like, this quiet, somber. No no one was, like, I don't know I say somber. Not, like, people were crying and shit. But, like, yeah. people were just sitting there literally just drinking, just calling home. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was no joy. There, was, there wasn't even, like, bitching or this is bullshit. Like, everyone just went quiet. Went home or went to the barracks and just was in the hallway calling and just drinking. Yeah, that's one of those. It's uh, one of those phenomena, I'd say. Like, everyone is on par with the same thing. Like, everyone's thinking the same thoughts, and you can feel it in the air. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what's going on. And I've been in situations like that, and that it sucks. Um, usually someone's got to pep up and be the one to joke around. But we've all accepted that fact. That's a pretty big one, too, especially, like, deployed and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just when you're just trying to get back home. That's it. Like yeah. you're just tired. <laughs> yeah, especially like I mean, you're on the tail end. You're finishing up. If you're out there for six months and you get pushed out for nine, mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of. That's what am I thinking? Um, that happens to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of Marines on uh, boats and stuff like that. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, for what I heard, Army tends to deploy a lot longer than that. Marines are known for six months. But, yeah, Army deployments are weird though, because my brother, he's in the Army. And he's constantly deploying and. I don't even know if I, I mean, they are deployments. I can't say they're not. 
but his deployments are like 12, 14 months. Jesus. But he gets time in between to come back to come back home. Mm-hmm. Not like an extended amount of time, yeah. but like for instance, we were both deployed when my grandfather died. So obviously, we both came back on Red Cross letters to take care of things, and then yeah. you know go back out. But like um, he'll get like time off, and I didn't understand it. I'm like, well, are you really deployed or? Mm. You know, or is this just a new duty station? Like, what is it? You know, it's just kind of weird to me. Getting into that length of time where it seems more like a duty station. 12, 14 months, it's a long time. I mean, it is. Like, especially if you're out in country or out in combat, I should say, holy shit, 12 months, 12, 14 months. Yeah. That's a ton. I tried going to um, the private sector not Mm -hmm. too long ago just to see what they had to offer. I went up to uh, Triple Canopies, one of the big ones. And they wanted me to go to Afghanistan for 12 months for $60,000. I said, 12 months for 60000 I said, I had guys, I want to say about a year and a half ago. I mean, same guys out of um, same particular job, infantry. And I mean, some of them were getting sent out there for six months at like mm-hmm. $70,000, $80,000. I said, you couldn't pay me to sit in Afghanistan and get shot at for 12 months for just $60,000. Dude, but those those contracting gigs are so weird, though, because it's yeah. different. Everyone's different. Like, I, one of my buddies up north, I called him one night just to check in. I was like, uh, hey, man, how you doing? You know, whatever. He was like, oh, I'm packing up right now. I was like, oh, where are you going? You know, because mm-hmm. I knew he worked for a contracting company. Um and he was like, I'm going to Afghanistan. And he's like, for how long? He's like, I don't know. I think like six weeks to three months. But he gets paid very well for what he does. Yeah. But I was like, holy shit. And I was like, when did you get word of this? He's like, I just got word like two days ago. So I'm packing up, heading out. And then, yeah, and then he calls me when he comes back. <laughs> yeah. he's, he comes back in the middle of this whole COVID crisis. So oh, shit, he's already yeah. stressed out. He's already pissed. He... And getting back home was on him to find a way back home. So he was just like, he's like, I just caught the last flight out of Afghanistan. I'm here now, but now I'm fucking stuck because of COVID. Like, yeah, I guess he should have stayed out there if he could have. <laughs> At least he's getting paid to do it. Um, contracting is a little bit different. Uh, I guess I'd say the nice thing about it is like you, you do your deployment, and you're done. Mm-hmm. Like once you finish with that, like you can pretty much wash your hands of it if you want to. It's not like Marine Corps, like oh well. We're doing this deployment. We're going into another six month or eight month workup, and it's, yeah, you know, man. still Marine Corps. And then that's like the thing is they'll be like, "Well, we have a deployment. If you want to go coming up this day, it could be next week. It could be next month." And I mean, at the end of the day, it's still your choice if you want mm-hmm. to accept. I'm sure there's different ways to go about it, but um, as far as I understand, that's how it is, and that's kind of how they pitched it to me when I was offered that one. Oh, they also offered me a six thousand dollar bonus if I. She said, if you make it through the whole deployment. <laughs> it's like $6,000 bonus if I make it through the whole deployment. She goes, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't really tap onto that one. I was just like, well, the only two things there. Because, yeah, sometimes, well, from what I hear, civilians can leave mid-deployment. I don't know how that works out. I was like, oh, they're dying. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're going to pay me a lot more than that sit there for a year. And I don't think that's just. For me, at this point in life, that's just too much time for me to be gone and not here. I'd do six months easy all day for 70, but a year? No, not worth it. No. Especially, and I wasn't just infantry, so I have a lot of demolitions behind me being in the assault side, so that helps out a little bit more in that, but mm-hmm. I sat there and really thought about it. Like, but the split second, they said that, and I was like, oh, that'd be pretty cool. And I heard, like, once you get your foot in the door, it helps you out a lot more. I was like, still, that's 
that's a whole year of your life going, a whole year of being on a guard duty type deal, and they're just going to sit there and shoot at you for 12 months. So I was like, I'm good. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> just not, doesn't seem like the funnest thing to me. Like, well, it'll be a medical. I was like, no, I got that. Just okay. stay here and do real estate instead. Yeah. Take photos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can, uh, there's a chance to get paid much more than that in a much shorter time and have a lot more fun with it and stay alive. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll stick with that. That and shoot, man, you spend so much time getting into real estate, keeping it going, and then nurturing the people that you know in your database. And it's just, again, 12 months, six months, I can float that. That's easy. Yeah. But like 12 months, like, of not talking, like you're not going to keep on top of your database from Afghanistan, so you have to wait till you get back. And I'm sure you'll talk to your good friends and stuff, but it would just cut into business too much. I think six months I'd be able to float, but anything past that, it wouldn't be worth it. Well, especially selling in North Carolina, it's yeah. no offense, it's nothing against the clients, but it is more babysitting here than it is in other states, from what I've gathered from other I've agents across the country. Because I was like talking to someone who's an agent. In California, I was like, hey, like, what's it like? Because he moved here to North Carolina recently. Mm-hmm. And he's also in real estate, but now as a lender. And I was like, you know, what's it like there versus here, you know? And he was just telling me that he says it's basically under contract and it's done, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously someone's going to correct me on this. I'm not saying it's super There's easy. Someone. <laughs> but he's telling me, he's like, yeah, closings would happen. I'd be in Hawaii and I'd get my paycheck. Or, you know, he's like, mm-hmm. I didn't have to be on top of everything, attend every inspection, attend every single thing. And yeah. I was like, holy shit, like, y- you didn't have to do any of that? And he's like, nope. He's like, North Carolina is insane. I was like, yeah. I've also heard where, I heard that and I heard we're faster, though, with closings. Oh, I believe, I mean, I think just being a military town in general, we're going to be faster because I have heard the average home buyer sometimes it's like 60 to 90 days yeah the close mm-hmm. yeah i can i'll agree with that i mean here it's like under contract and then two or three weeks in you already have your buyers moving in because they've yeah, already pcs exactly. and now they're going to close after they move in. we're so ass backwards here yeah compared to most normal places then i could definitely go to say like when it comes to holding hands through the whole process and babying people through it I would say for this area, for sure, I can't speak too much other areas for North Carolina, just because, I mean, our population is so young. Yeah. Because the Marines and everyone else coming through. I mean, the fact that we're in our, I guess, mid-20s now. Yeah. And we're, we have clients younger than us yeah. buying homes or around our age group is ridiculous. Yeah, when I first, when I bought my first home, I was 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no fucking clue what I was doing. Hey, I mean, uh, my wife at the time, she was spearheading that whole situation mm-hmm. going on. I was just like, I mean, I just wanted to see the house, and that was it. And they're like, all right, well, here's all the paperwork to do. I was like, all right, cool, just tell me where to sign. I don't, I don't, I don't care about the rest. And, like, I got screwed later on after buying the house on that situation, which partially got me into real estate, too, because mm-hmm. I didn't get told anything. I was either didn't get told anything or I just didn't pay attention. I, it was a mixture of both, I'd go say, for sure. Yeah. But there's some things, like anything money-wise sticks out to me that's always been prominent in my whole lifetime, anything financial. And I wasn't really told much about that. So. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really see my house either. She, I wasn't even married yet. I just, my wife was only my girlfriend then, mm-hmm. and then um, I was actually working night shifts. And... We made a decision to move from Wilmington up here. 
Um, I'd been in the Marine Corps driving to Wilmington and back. Oh, yeah, a lot. Of June. Yeah, it was quite a drive. So, you know, we decided to move up here and uh, just buy a house. I was like, fair enough. I saw two houses. I don't know how many houses she saw. And then we just made our decision. And I mean, I'm happy with our house, you know. Nothing against it, but like as far as women choosing houses, it was definitely her. I mean, I didn't really care. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, does it have a place to park the car, and does it have a place for me to sleep? You know, and yeah. I mean, I'm moving out of the barracks basically. Like, I don't have much of anything. Yeah. So, you know, uh, one thing though, I would warn people is to be careful with buying a house that just for the square footage, because <clears throat> <laughs> as soon as we walked into it. <laughs> I looked in this place and I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is a lot of space for her to fill up. And let me tell you, it yeah. fills up quick. Yeah, well, <laughs> especially if you come from nothing. I don't want to say come from nothing, but you don't have like furniture and stuff like that. It'll it'll fill up quick and it, it can work out both ways. Like you think it's really big and it ends up being not enough space or they get the uh, square footage confused and ends up being smaller. I mean, obviously that's more like sight unseen type deals. Yeah. Looking at but I mean, like we had, we were going from my barracks room and her little 800 square foot yeah. apartment, um, all that to almost 2000 square feet. And yeah. at first I was like, you know, it's, there's some space here. It's nice. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you right now, uh, women will fill that shit up. Yeah, women will. <laughs> the, the, they will find yeah. something to put in that space. Yeah. And now I'm like, shoot, what if I want to live in a smaller house now? You know, like, where am I going to put all this stuff? Like, yeah. like, I got nowhere for it. I would go to say, um, me personally, um, I do tend to fill up space quite well. I just, I'm a gatherer of random shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And it's not always like, I mean, it's not stupid small things. I just... I don't know, I guess if that's a thing from the past where I just didn't have as much as a lot of people, so it's, like, nice to have those creature comforts. But I would definitely go to say, like, the, the couch we had in our house was my decision, and I definitely didn't measure before and after, or before getting it, so I ended up eating the whole living room plus <laughs> everything else. It was freaking massive. But, no, she definitely filled up every other small little thing in there. That's another cool thing about being in real estate, too, is you never look at a house the same. Oh no! So getting a house is—I mean, obviously for a, for us much easier. And we can go into it much more informed. But um, even photography has ticked in on that. Like photography has t- changed the way I've decorated stuff. Just mm-hmm. Because um, yes, when you go in for a listing and stuff like that, you want the house to look good. But now on the flip side, I'm taking the pictures. Now I see everything that sticks out of it. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to a buddy the other day. Um, I think it was Sunday. He he brought. The fact he just well he wasn't even married he had a kid and got a house and stuff like that a whole lot of backstory but he made the point like he goes you know once I build onto this house he he had this house for a little while he goes I'm just gonna get another female to decorate it for me and I sat there and thought I was like I don't think I ever have to do that again like my <laughs> wife did decorating and stuff but like now like when I have people over I never have that issue I never had like well your house is bare or something like that like I, I usually the response I get is like. Before I had a girlfriend at the time, like, oh, are you married or do you have a girlfriend or something? No, and they're like, definitely seems decorated like you do have someone here. And I was just, I don't know, I guess I learned how to change things around going into that. I don't like looking at nastiness, so. I guess it just means you're an adult. With that I point. guess so. <laughs> it's a little weird, like, oh, are you married or do you have a girlfriend? Like, does a woman here live with you? And I was like, oh, that's a little weird of a question to be asking me since you're a female coming here. Do you know what's going about that next? <laughs> but no, yeah, it's, it's weird. And I could definitely see, like, 
men, it goes for women too, but men that have, do you need to have a woman in their life? When you walk into their house, like I've walked into friends' houses and they'll have like lawn chairs or furniture. And like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro, <laughs> we're not cavemen. Come on now. Dude, one of my buddies up in Asheville, his dad um, legitimately has the, the bachelor pad. Mm-hmm. Like you walk into his place and the floor is a um, is literally a wrestling mat. That's cool. It's literally a wrestling mat. I mean, there is there's kettlebells with the faces, the gorilla faces, you know, like <laughs> that type of stuff. There's literally guns everywhere. Yeah. Even inside, <laughs> even in the bathroom, <laughs> there's That's a gun awesome. in there. He has a whole room filled with these boxes mm-hmm. um, along the entire wall that you pull out, and they're all filled with snakes. They're oh, literally filled nice. with snakes. Um, nice. I mean, this whole place, he's just like, it. it's like some sort of weird dojo, but it's like yeah. the ultimate dude pad, and you can definitely tell there's no woman that lives there. <laughs> For sure, and there, that's just a lot of masculinity in there. That's a, I mean, that's not a bad thing either. That is pretty cool. For my living circumstances right now, I can't have that. I live in, I don't know if I told you last time, I live in a fifth wheel. I had sold that house mm-hmm. and moved into a fifth wheel. That was part of getting out of the divorce, I should say. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't mind living in small small spaces. That was fine for me. I bought a nicer one. I love it, still, or loved it, still love it to this day. Um, that helped get rid of her. That was a whole weird situation. <laughs> But no, like I can't, like I mean, I got my two dogs with me and stuff like that. But I keep it very simple. I was like, the nice thing is, like, if I ever get drunk in there and need to throw up, and the bathroom's only ever two steps away. <laughs> <laughs> the bed's not hard to crawl to at worst. And like, it's very, very simple. Do I want a house again later? Yeah. Um, the whole reptile thing, that's cool. I've dealt with it, not with snakes, but um, these things called savannah monitors, and they get like. What are those? Um, they're lizards, Africanized lizards, from what I understand. They are massive like they can get up to i think it was like the big some of the biggest ones like six feet long i didn't get that big i ended up having to get rid of them before that but i got into the whole reptile thing i have an aunt and she fosters uh bearded dragons and i think last time i checked she was up to like 50 something bearded dragons ever dude those are the weirdest things in the world because you look at them and you're just like oh this is just a fucking lizard but then you actually interact with one you're like this thing's actually smarter than some people's dogs yeah you know they're pretty intelligent but I had these two big things. I thought it was cool. And I love the fact that you can feed it. And pe- I mean, you catch fire over this. Like, you feed it mice. I mean, it's part of the things that it eats. You feed it roaches and mice and stuff like that. Like, but they are incredibly, like, people say, like, you can uh, train them. I, I train dogs, not lizards. So I tried. Try, but let me tell you, them things will fuck you up. Really? <laughs> yes. They will mess your life up. And <clears throat> How so? They'll bite the shit out of you. They got right. long nails, too. And they are... They are brutal, dude. They will not let go. And they have uh, a lot of these little teeth in them. And, like, sometimes I go and throw food in there for them. Or I go and pull them out to go put them in a bin to feed them like a mouse, like a live mouse. <clears throat> I don't put gloves on because there's a few times, like, I wasn't paying attention. And I guess it goes through the whole snake thing, too. you got to be careful with that. I didn't think I was going to get annihilated by these two <laughs> lizards. So I mean, it was always different every day. Sometimes a female will get at you or sometimes the male. But like one time I stuck my finger out there and he came burling out of the corner of the cage and just latched right onto my knuckle. Jesus Christ. And I like, <clears throat> obviously it hurt like hell. And I'm like picking my hand up and I'm trying to get it off. And like anytime you move your finger or do any movement, it just bites down harder. Mm-hmm. 
So I was like, I mean, naturally, you sit there. I'm like, well, I'm going to go pull it and try and pull it off. It wasn't coming off. So I was like, fuck. My, uh, I had a friend growing up. She had one, and she brought out her bearded lizard mm-hmm. to me. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. <clears throat> <clears throat> and this thing straight up hopped in my face and scared the shit out of me. And I was like, oh. this is my first interaction. So I was like, yeah. this thing's going to bite the hell out of me. Like, mm-hmm. And she's like, no, no, he's nice. And he ended up, but then she's like, oh, I think he needs to go outside. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean? Your lizard just just goes outside and she literally just opened up the sliding glass door, put him outside and he ran into the bushes, whatever. And then like 10 minutes later, comes back to the window, is literally scratching at the window like a cat <laughs> or a dog trying to get I was like, That's crazy. I was like, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah. Like, like what is this scaly creature mm-hmm. that normally I would just find out in the woods or something, pick it up and throw it in an aquarium and call it my pet. <laughs> You know, and this thing's got the intelligence of a fucking cat, like... Yeah. Sometimes better than a cat. I don't don't like cats. I've dealt with... (laughs) I've had some pretty big situations when it comes to cats. My mom was a freaking cat lover. We had... uh, We were fostering cats at a time when I had that other house with my wife, and Mm -hmm. I was told one of them was fixed. He wasn't, and the female wasn't, so they started pouring kittens. I love cats. Mm Mm-hmm. I like hanging out with them, sitting with them, petting them. Mm-hmm. I can never own a cat. The amount of places I've walked into and I've literally been like, oh, a cat lives here. I can't see it, you but I can it. smell it. Yeah. And everyone, everyone I feel like lives <coughs> with cats, no offense to cat people, are like, oh, well, my place doesn't stink. My place. It's, you've been living in it though. You've been living. The yeah. nose is meant to smell change, and there's been no change for you. But like, it's the same thing for like smokers. Yeah, smokers like they yeah. they don't smell. You know, but I've walked into places, and I wanted a cat for a while. But then when I smelled, especially being in real estate, walking through all these houses, yeah, and I smell the cat, I'm like, okay, I'm never getting a cat. They're cool creatures. They're fun. Great companions. I bet catch rodents and kill bugs, whatever. But yeah. not for me. If I have a cat. It's an outdoor action now that I have chickens. I'm never getting a cat. But, yeah, um, yeah, dude, I just, man, oh, there's another thing to do with pets. The renters, dude, N- no offense, not nothing against renters, but the ones who have cats and pit bulls, I'm like, shit. Yeah, we're getting the house torn up. Like, if there was ever a Marine Corps order I would put in, I would say, um, if you're renting, you're literally not allowed to get an animal. Unless you need it. Yeah, like service animal stuff like that. <laughs> for companion, because I'm like, shit. Because like, that ruins it for them. Because then they try and find another place to rent. And a lot of people, these places, because, you know, property management has insurance and stuff. Or, yeah. you know, sometimes owners. I was a landlord at one point. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you right now. I will never let someone with cats rent out my place again. You know? Yeah, mess it up real good, or is it just hard getting the smell and everything? I mean, a little bit of both, you know. Yeah. They, now, luckily, they were very cool and nice, and they didn't they didn't ruin it too much, but yeah. just, like, but I got lucky. Yeah. I've seen the places where I'm like, if I wasn't lucky with these owners, then I would have gone in there, and or lucky with those tenants, mm-hmm. then I would have gone into a totally different situation. I've seen more bad situations than good ones so far. 
Yeah, and I'd just say, I mean, that's another thing I learned, not just in the Marine Corps, again, it's real estate. Um, people are fucking nasty, dude. <laughs> they are, and, like, you see it in the barracks, but now, like, we're in real estate, so now you get to actually see it going into people's houses, and, like, most of the houses that I go into, more times bad than good. Yeah. Like, they some of the nastiest houses I've ever walked into, and then there's some, like, now I get it in photography, so I get, like, mm-hmm. double the houses. And then there's some houses, like... I walk in like yo, who did you pay? Who did you pay to the decorate your house? Who did mm-hmm. you pay to do all this? And um, they they just didn't. They were just really 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 good at it. And I'm like, well, good. Next time I buy my house, you're decorating. I'll give you the money to decorate because this was fucking. This well, was phenomenal. Well, dude, because you know that kid in the Marine Corps who always bitches every field day and is like, well, I'm a grown man. Why do I need to have someone tell me to clean my room? <laughs> well, you see what they look like yeah. when they move out. Yeah. This is why, dude. This is why, because oh. you are living in literally unsanitary condition. This isn't yeah. just boxers and trousers, you know, on the floor, yeah. you know. Um, it's crazy, man. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, I guess on that note, um, where can people find out more about you? Oh, uh, me. I have my Instagram, really, or my Facebook. Facebook, Matthew James Sanchez. That's not my business one or anything mm-hmm. like that. If they're looking for my business one, just message me off that, and I'll shoot the rest of them. Uh, the um, photography one is just Matt Sanchez slash photography. And then um, Instagram is uh, MJ Sanchez 2311. All right, man. So that's where you find me. We can always do this again. Too. Yeah, dude. I know today is a little restricted on time. Oh, dude, it's real estate. I mean, yeah. we're all busy. We all got our things. Yeah, man, we'll do this. We'll do this again. This Perfect. is fun. Sounds All right. Good to me. All right. Love is love. Love is love. Adi-